Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace podcast. I am not your host. Kane is back. He's just it's it's been a rough day. It's been a rough weekend for Kane. You know, he had the uh Scott Fishbowl live draft in Minneapolis, he had a nice charity golf event. Uh, the day we're recording this for his work. And if you know Kane or if you met him at the expo, then you know what that likely means and why he's not on the show. Uh, if you don't know, tweet at him. You can ask him. and um, Or, you know, when we see at the expo, we can fill you in. So it's me, Shane, and Nelly back again with you for the Devon Marketplace. Nelly, how are we doing? Good. If you, uh, you want to understand a little bit more of what Shane's saying. The second podcast is probably worth a watch uh, in our Discord. Um, it's pretty fun. Yeah, so Yeah. Kane yeah. <laughs> was on that, and uh, that's why he's not on this show. Um, so it was fun. But it, it is it is Scott Fishbowl week, uh, which all three of us are included. Uh, for me, this is my 13th Scott Fishbowl. Uh, so I'm one of eight who've been in all of them, and um, Actually, I actually won some stuff this week. I won a DK Metcalf signed football for donating, and uh, I was the highest bidder on the one of a kind Scott Fishbowl helmet. So soon enough, you'll see those in my background. You, you having fun with uh, with SFB? Stuff yeah, like hard not to. It's such a cool thing that happens. So many people come together for a good cause, um, and my team is sick. So. Um, very cool. Yeah, for, look, of course. So if you didn't get in, um, if you didn't apply, definitely register. You can register now for next year. But do some of the mirror leagues. You can do – they have a, a bunch of underdog drafts, things like that. Um, you know, get involved, and you can win a spot. And it's basically like you're playing in it anyway. So, so today, if you can tell by the title of the show, we are going to be doing a little draft. And we're going to draft quarterbacks. So a little more from a dynasty lens, but we're going to toss in Debbie quarterbacks as well. So you can draft. We're going to do a draft of if this was, you know, a Debbie league and dynasty Debbie combined. How, how would these quarterbacks go kind of in order, um, especially if you're in a super flex league, quarterbacks are extremely important. I think even in a one quarterback league, quarterbacks are more important than a lot of people say. Uh, so I think it's worth knowing where these Devi quarterbacks fit in or if you're making trades, how this kind of works. So um, it'll be interesting. Definitely going to be more NFL focused for most of this, but I think it's important to uh, to check it out and see where everyone kind of falls. So Ellie, you ready for this? We're going to do 12 rounds. Uh, so 24 quarterbacks drafted. So fill out kind of what a, 
you know, what the top 24 Superflex quarterbacks would be. That's how we're going to go. Let's do it. Are we, uh, we, we'll just rotate back and forth. We don't need to snake draft. I don't think that works with two people. Yeah, that's fine. We can, yeah, we can just go. Yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of go between us and count it as kind of a 12, you know, 12 round, um, 12 pick round. So we'll do like kind of two rounds, 12 picks, all of them quarterbacks, and go for it. You, you want to start or you, or you want me to start? Uh, I'll take the first pick. I guess uh, are we doing four point per passing touchdown versus six? I guess that's probably standard, right? Yeah, we can do four point. Honestly, it doesn't affect me too much. Uh, yeah. When I'm looking at, at kind of my ranks, I don't know if I'd actually bump anyone for that. So I'm fine with the four point if that's more uh, standard. But I think you could take most of these for either one. Okay, well, I mean, regardless, I'm going Patrick Mahomes at the first pick. Um, I mean, probably the most talented quarterback of all time. If he wins a couple more Super Bowls, he will be the the GOAT. He's just so good, and he scores a lot of fantasy points. Uh, But, I mean, you just have a lot of fantasy points promised for a very long time. I don't think it gets easier than that. Yeah, I I, I know he's not – the like hundred percent consensus number one. I think most people have him one. It's the longevity. He's that good, and you know he's going to stick around. Uh, the the one or two, I think can get a little bit interesting. I think you can make an argument for a couple quarterbacks here, but uh, I, you know, I'm going to take a guy, the guy who's done it for a couple years, and I think still has that QB one ceiling every single time. I'm going to take Josh Allen here. I think it's close between him and the next couple. And honestly, for me, if I was in this position, the 102 in the startup, I probably would look to trade down a pick or two and uh, take a different quarterback. Cause I like Josh Allen. I don't love Josh Allen, but the rushing upside is just insane. He has the arm. We've seen some huge games from him. Uh, I think he's fairly safely locked in as the QB two for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I would still go him at two. Um, but I agree it is close. Three, I'll go Jalen Hurts. I would assume he's probably in that tier, guys, you were talking about. Yeah. Um, the upside with him is probably the highest on a season-to-season level um, because of the quantity of running that he provides, especially if this is uh, four-point per passing touchdown. The running is just that little bit more valuable. Um in terms of being a real life quarterback, like I don't know if he's as good, but this is fantasy, right? So it's uh while that matters maybe a tiny bit that he has he's locked in on a long term deal. I think. Did he sign a long term deal yet? He did. It, okay. Locked locked in a long term deal. Has AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard around him. He's got a great coaching staff. Um like what's gonna change? If anything, he's gonna get better as a passer, right? Like uh, it, it's it looks really good for him moving forward. It's just I don't know. You look at Josh Allen, you look at Patrick Mahomes. That's eight, ten years of like nearly like expected points. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jalen Hurts will be doing the same thing in eight to ten years. So I think that's what knocks him down just a little bit for me. Uh, it's, it's fair. I, I think if we had just one more season, if he does this again one more season, then I, I think the argument for one hundred two is definitely there. Uh, and you know, like you said, good chance he does. The 104, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. I think it's a very safe pick. 
uh, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, because I think he's kind of locked in. I don't say similar to Mahomes. Obviously, Joe Burrow's not on Mahomes' level, but he's, I think he's kind of safely locked in for 12 years, you know, until he's 37, 38, you know, let's say 10, to his 36, that he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and give you fantasy points. Uh, having Jamar Chase, having T. Higgins, I think this offense is built around the passing game and receivers and will continue to be that way. He does get beat up a little bit, so maybe you're scared of injury, but, man, I, I just think he's so good and has been clutch for me in fantasy uh, a ton, so I'm going to take him here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's probably – would you agree that's a tear break after that three? I, I think I think there is because I – now – you could kind of convince me to go a couple different ways. Yeah. I, I said that to stall to try and figure out who I want to take. I do agree. I think I'm going to go a little hot takey here. I, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson um, at the 105. Could convince me to go in a different direction. But similar to what I said with Jalen Hurts, I think this, the season is season level, like single season upside is just so incredibly high for him. Um He's got a new offensive coordinator. That old offense got a little stale, and they brought in a lot of weapons, right? So, like, things could break really right for him, and, like, I would be very unsurprised if he was the QB1 this year in fantasy. Um, all he needs to do is stay healthy. I don't really buy the the year-to-year health concerns like a lot of people do. I think a lot of it's pretty fluky. He's been pretty unlucky. He hasn't gotten hurt because he was running the ball. He's gotten hurt with a couple of fluke injuries in the pocket. Um so uh, he has a shorter timeline, right? Because he, he, he can't run around until he's 38, right? He's got to adapt, and I don't know if that'll be as valuable in the future, but I think for now, just season to season, it's, it's so palpable. Yeah, he got his contract, so, like, that's settled, set, done. You know, you, and you've talked about this in our Discord a bit about injuries and how you kind of approach them. I think there are, are a lot of people out there that knock Lamar Jackson down because there is a fear of because of the rushing or maybe even just because of the slight build that he has, that he is more susceptible to injury. Like, is, is that something that we should have any concern about or should break ties here uh, at this pick? Um, I don't want to say absolutely not but probably less than a lot of people do, right? Like the, the the likelihood, like if you're trying to predict an injury, the likelihood that you'll be right is probably lower than you think. Like just be a little bit less confident in your injury predictions because they're not very predictable. It's very random. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair point. I think in fantasy, a lot of us need to – think about that more, but it's hard when you're managing a team and a guy gets hurt and you're like, oh gosh, you know, this happened again, whatever. Um, the 106, I have two guys like super close uh, for me here. And yeah. honestly, if the offensive coordinator didn't change for this quarterback, I probably would not take him here. Uh, but I'm going to take Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers here. Um, you know, I, I like Justin Herbert. I think when you watch him, you see a quarterback who has that tool set and is able to make a lot of those throws 
that is going to help you in fantasy football, has the size, has a little bit of rushing ability. But, man, I, I mean, I felt like the offense he's been in has just spun its wheels for him to really get over the top and have monster games. And I think bringing Kellen Moore in from Dallas, where we did see the Dak Prescott, you know, CeeDee Lamb, monster games happen, the passing efficiency go up. Like, I, I think there's such a high ceiling now for Justin Herbert that wasn't there before that I still have to take the chance on him. We know he's good. It's just, is he great? Is he going to be a great, consistent top-end fantasy quarterback? Can he get up to the, the Hurts, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes level? I think now maybe he has that chance. I think this year is going to go well for him, uh, but it's very, very close. Yeah, we're in lockstep. I couldn't agree more with anything you said. I'd love to disagree with you, but I just can't. Um, he's so talented, too. Like, in terms of pure talent, like, just the things that he's able to do with his arms sometimes, like, he might be second to Mahomes. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take, but, I mean, at least – Probably with, with Josh Allen, but, you know, it's it's fair. I think it's fair. He's more accurate than Josh Allen. Yeah. But, no, but, like, it, he's so much fun. Um, yeah. But, no, he is he is very much in lockstep with Trevor Lawrence, is who, who I'll take next here. Um. Ooh, ooh. We might not be in lockstep here then. Um, no, no, we, we, we are. I, I, I mean, I, I was. I'm like mad because I love Trevor Lawrence, and I. Yeah. It's, and, it's just so hard. And I did not. I did not love Trevor Lawrence until pretty like like much later on, right? Like if you know me, like I was down on Trevor Lawrence after his rookie year. I wasn't touching him anywhere. I was trading him away wherever I had him. I still stand by that. Uh, that process um but and then halfway through the season it's still a little worrying he's not really playing that well and something just clicked right and he just started he started playing well I mean I mean he developed right like that's what happens sometimes uh but it happened quick and it happened fast and it happened at a very uh wide scale of just the level of improvement he 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 like really ascended himself um something that really excites me about Trevor Lawrence is um, one Calvin Ridley joining that offense, I think is very significant. It goes from a below average group of weapons to an above average group of weapons Two, I think Doug Peterson is a really good coach, a really good quarterback's coach. And the cool thing is he's the head coach. So you don't have to worry about the offensive quarter coordinator changing and everything changing. So there's a certain level of stability that comes as long as they're good. And he's still there as the coach that you don't get with everyone. And I think that's super valuable, especially with a young quarterback who has as much talent as Trevor Lawrence does. It's like everything's kind of moving in the right direction now. Yeah, I, I love look, Trevor Lawrence, the highest graded quarterback uh, I've ever graded coming out of college. Uh, we'll see if that sticks after this year. But I, I, th- I think he's phenomenal. And if we didn't have Urban Meyer, I don't think he's on the board. Right, like if Doug Peterson had gotten that job a year earlier, I think Trevor Lawrence probably goes as the fifth quarterback, like ahead of Lamar and Justin Herbert. Like if, if we just had another year of that type of production and like see the development, I mean, the sky's the limit. And by the way, if Urban stayed for another year, if they made the wrong hire at head coach, which a lot of teams do all the time, like Trevor Lawrence might be like in the fourth round of startups, right? Like. 
yeah. this is just a, a quick point of like situation matters so much for quarterback, like circumstance, even more so than st- situation. Like a lot of these guys, it's just the luck of the draw with what sort of team system atmosphere coaching staff they're drafted into in terms of if it can really pull out the best of them. And I think we're going to get uh, here in this draft, especially when we get down to, to round two, to some of those players who have not maybe had that type of luck or we're not sure, <laughs> you know, and, and the circumstance could be, end up being pretty bad. So, um, yeah, I think it's, this is kind of another tear break for me. Uh, and I think it gets tough because I, I'm definitely considering upwards of like four or five quarterbacks here. So I, I think there is a big old mm-hmm. tier I'm going to take Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, at the 108. And I think it's risky. We didn't see him throw, you know, super great last year. But, like, I mean, the Bears' weapons were god-awful. <laughs> like, it was really, really bad. That offense was horrendous. The, the offense line wasn't good. Fields was basically putting them on, on his back. And then fantasy, uh, as we talk about with, with a, a rookie coming up, like, rushing – trumps everything else and i think they're gonna let fields rush if he has to rush now you have dj Moore. now i think you have an offense that they've they've started to build it around him i think mid-season they're like okay this isn't working let's just build to justin Fields' strengths i still buy trevor lawrence and justin fields as five-star quarterbacks dominated in high school dominated in college they're gonna be good like the, I think Justin Fields will be good in the NFL. Is he going to be, you know, a top five quarterback in fantasy all the time? No, but I think I actually, so, so I actually think there's, I, I think it's a little safer than a lot of people give credit for. A lot of people say, well, if Fields just didn't throw, it's a risky pick. I said it at the beginning, it feels risky, but I, I think the talent level's there. So I'm, I'm not like wholly confident, but uh, I'll take Fields here. I don't know what you think about that. So I wouldn't have taken him here. I could see him being much higher than here in a year, but he has to take those steps. And here's where I actually am on the team, the the group of people that you referenced that would say that he's, he's riskier here. And my argument is like, I don't think he's guaranteed a starting quarterback job after his, after his rookie contract ends. Like if things don't improve, like there, there's a world where he doesn't have a, a starting quarterback job. I don't think you're. I don't think the likelihood of that happening is as high for other guys in this range. And when you're taking a quarterback this high, right? Like this is probably back end of the first round of a, a dynasty startup. Like I, I need that little bit of assurance of like either a long term deal, um, well, a long term deal or like early on in a rookie contract when you haven't given me a reason to kind of doubt the deal. I, I, I don't disagree, but I, then I think you miss out like it, it, that line of thinking. I think you would have missed out on Josh Allen on Jalen hurts on Lamar Jackson after year two, you know? So I almost think you have to kind of take that swing if you want to get that type of player. And yeah, like, Maybe Justin Fields bottoms out and he's Daniel Jones. And, you know, and we're like, oh, oh, oh well. Um, but, I, but I still feel like that's the worst case scenario we kind of end up with with him. And so I'm fine with that range here. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, it's like one of those things. It's like, at what point am I 
comfortable missing out at cost. Because, like, it is very similar to Hertz last year. But Hertz was going, like, end of the second, early third in startups. And that's a that's a big jump for me from end of the first. But, like, I'm very comfortable being wrong here. And I think there is a very high chance I'm wrong, right? Like, situation has changed. Wide receivers have changed. It's just, for me, I would rather take Caleb Williams. That's who I'm going here. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, as you said, as you hinted to earlier, maybe – a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence. He seems like he's kind of on track to be there. Passing efficiency is nuts. The athleticism is nuts. The playmaking ability is nuts. It's like what this it's literally everything you would look for in a quarterback for fantasy purposes and for the NFL, right? Like the NFL is also going to fall in love with him. If anything, he's a tiny bit undersized. He's six one. He's like probably a little bit bigger than Kyler. No. Wow. Measurably, measurably, yes. I don't know if Kyler is actually six foot. In fact, he's probably not. But, um, like, I think when he comes out next year, this is his value. Well, there's, there's, we kind of talked about last week. When I'm not acknowledging the downside risk at all. But if there's <laughs> any guy that you feel good about in Debbie living up to uh, the value we're talking about now, I think it's him. Um, just because there's, I mean, he won the Heisman last year, the tools are there. So even if he doesn't perform that well, it's like, he's still Caleb Williams. And we got a year and a half of seeing that, which I think is important mm-hmm. than just one year, right? We saw his true freshman, him go and dominate. Yeah. Kyler Murray came in five ten and one eighth at the combine. So never mind. but Caleb <laughs> might be shorter than six one. Yeah. I, I think, I think he'll, I think we'll, We'll be happy if he's over six foot. I think we'll be happy if he comes mm-hmm. in over six foot. But which is fine. You know, I think that's fine. I think I would have taken him here as well. Um, it, it's just like giving up that year of production for a guy that has to go through another year of college. And, you know, anything can happen. I think you're right. I think there is some safety. I think Caleb Williams tears his ACL. I don't – he's probably still a top, top – two pick in the NFL draft. You know, I don't think it changes that. So it would take something very catastrophic to really take him off, uh, off this perch or he turns out to be like just absolutely horrible for some reason, which we, I don't think is going to happen. So I, th- I think it's fair. Um, has a little bit more risk than maybe the next couple quarterbacks in the NFL, but uh, so yeah, it's right there. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick up the one ten. <sighs> I'm really between two guys in two very different situations. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think I'm going to leave you your boy because I, I think I'm – I don't think people are going to like this pick. I'm going to take back Prescott here at the 110. Ooh, that's I think spicy. It, 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 because people just hate production. People hate fantasy points, right? Like it, that's 29. He's consistently produced – uh, no matter what the offense was, who the offense was, he has really good weapons in C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks, and they're probably going to throw the ball more than run the football this year. Maybe it's a little bit high, but I like Dak's safety much more than the potential downside of some of the next couple younger quarterbacks. I think a lot depends on where your dynasty team's at. Like, would I have traded the 102 for Dak? Like, 
probably not in most leagues if I had the 102, you know, but, um, but if I'm in a startup, like I like moving down and getting Dak, uh, cause I could probably move down from here and get him. That's fun. I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I actually really like Dak too. I also think that people don't recognize the rushing contributions that he brings to the table that were kind of put on pause because he broke his leg pretty gruesomely and was recovering right. from that. But he bounced back a little bit there this past year, and he's shown like he he's he's a he's a sneaky high rushing touchdown contributor. Um, and also Brandon Cooks is a, a significant addition to that offense. I, they, I like that got, a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know who you're referring to. Well, I think I know who you're referring to as my guy here. I'm deciding yeah. between like five people. It's I like, know it, it's a big, big old tier here. Um, oh, this is painful. Uh, I, I, okay, I'll go Anthony Richardson. I assume that's who you were referring to. Yeah, um, as my guy. There's there's risk with all these guys that I was considering here. There's probably the most risk with him. Well, no, other than one guy. There's a lot of risk with him, though, right? Like, there's a very good chance this guy is just not a good NFL quarterback. Um, but he got the draft capital. He got the – and, by the way, to a pretty decent situation in the Indianapolis Colts with their, uh, with their, with their coaching staff they, play, they have in place, their wide receiver group. Um, I think he's in a good position to develop, especially when you compare him to the other rookie quarterbacks. The, the catch with Anthony, Anthony Richardson is the athleticism – athleticism is absurd he's the most athletic quarterback that we've ever seen in the nfl uh by testing numbers i mean we've we've seen what cam newton did if you want to comp athletically that's as close as it gets right and um he wasn't as efficient as cam newton in college as a passer he also actually didn't even do that much on the ground right like the the numbers are kind of lacking but the the upside is just out of this world, right? Like if he if he starts putting together the rushing numbers, which I actually expect from him because I think he'll have to lean on that early in his career, and he can kind of rein in his cannon of an arm and and, and get some accuracy and some timing worked in. Um, but the sky is the absolute limit with Richardson. I mean, the upside's big. I think that's why you take him as the top rookie here. So I don't disagree with you. It's about where he should go, but the, you know, there's a number of players in this spot that I like. Um, yeah, ultimately at the 112, I'm going to take Bryce Young, quarterback Ooh. for the Carolina Panthers. Like thinking about it, I don't think I would trade him for another quarterback straight up, um, no matter my situation. He's the first overall pick in the NFL draft. You know, that is meaningful. That is not something you're, you know, guaranteed with the Debbie quarterback that's left. It's not something that, um, you know, that you're, that you're getting. And I think the upside with Frank Reich is there. Like, he can run more than we've given him credit for. If the cerebralness of his game, which shows up on film, is there, he could be a gangbusters passer. And, um, you know, I think, I think racing could be great, so. I'll tell you what, I didn't have him in that group that I was referencing, and you explained that. I kind of thought about it. I, I, I would did. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind taking the other quarterbacks in the group over him. You know, I, I don't disagree with that, but I, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. 
for sure. So I'll recap the first round, and then we'll go a little quicker on the second. 101's Patrick Mahomes, 102 Josh Allen, 103 Jalen Hurts, 104 Joe Burrow, 105 Lamar Jackson, 106 Justin Herbert, 107 Trevor Lawrence, 108 Justin Fields, 109 Caleb Williams, 110 Dak Prescott, 111 Anthony Richardson, and 112 Bryce Young. You're up at the 201. Well, it hasn't gotten any easier. Um, all right, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. I, I, I hate how much hate this guy gets. There, there is very few people out there that are better at scoring fantasy points than Kyler Murray. I admit he's a better fantasy quarterback than than real life NFL quarterback. I don't think the discrepancy is that wide. It, it seems to be wide in a lot of people in the NFL media's mind when you see the tier list they do. Um, but I think his lack of NFL ability, I guess, is very overstated. I think he's still very much an, an uh, above average NFL quarterback who's kind of been given. I mean, he was in a really weird gimmicky system with Cliff Kingsbury, um, and that inhibited him a bunch, like just super crazy low A dot stuff. Um, That being said, torn ACL, probably misses half this year. That Cardinals team is awful, like really, really bad, especially without Kyler Murray. So like lots of mocks, they're they're drafting at the 101. but he has this long-term deal, right? Like, I don't know if the Cardinals can get out of it. But, like, he'll the long-term deal will, will, will apply on a different team as well. Like, I don't think he's going anywhere as a starting quarterback anytime soon. Like, I think we've got three-plus years left at worst-case scenario if all of a sudden he's not very good anymore. Um, but, like, all he has done throughout his career is put up top five fantasy points per game seasons as a quarterback. And that's, I mean, that's so valuable. That's what we're looking for here. Yeah. I I see both sides. I think I definitely lean more toward you that I think the hate in the fantasy community has almost gotten too big for Kyler, but the risk is certainly there where he's, you know, he signed the long-term deal, but last year with the injury and even the play, it wasn't probably up to par. If they are that bad, and they draft a top quarterback, they're going to trade him out. Um, and I think one of the problems with the long-term deal is now now that the cost of him goes down for a team to trade for him, right? You don't – it's not going to – this is going to be Russell Wilson, you know, uh, especially after that debacle. I don't think teams are willing to do that anymore. And so it becomes easier for the next team also to move, move uh, away from him. I don't think Kyler's bad enough that that happens. So I think it's a good pick here. Um, but yeah, he sees an interesting conundrum because I think he could have went, I was considering him as high as 110. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that I wouldn't balk at anyone that takes him as the 10th quarterback off the board. Yeah. And he is, he's very cheap right now. Like he probably in ADP is probably a little bit later than this. Um, at least that's kind of the sense I have. I don't know. There's so much Kyler hate out there because he like the Cardinals threw a video game clause in his contract. Like it has like it, it's been over, overblown. Yeah, only 25. You know, he's still pretty young, but yeah, it's always a, always a good conversation. Uh, 
tight for me in this next pick. I guess down to the next tier. But I, I'm going to go young, uh, very young again. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for the Houston Texans. The situation scares me a bit. Houston's not a great spot. There's not great weapons. You know, new coach that uh, we're kind of you know potentially unsure of there for the Texans, um, who's not an offensive guy. But reports have been great. I think he has that the talent to be a top quarterback. I don't think he's going to be running around. I don't think there's many quarterbacks left that I feel confident are long-term and, you know, runners, um, definitely. So I'm going to take Stroud here and, and take that upside. I think when you start getting past QB 12, you can, you can take it. That situation sucks so bad. I, I'm I'm worried about CJ Stroud in that situation, and I don't know if he has the skill set to rise above it. Uh, defensive, defensive head coach, really bad weapons. Like, there's a chance it all works out, but out of the rookie quarterbacks, his situation worries me the most. The only thing I like is that we are running a Shanahan 49ers offense, right? And so I don't think you have to be – a supremely, you know, super talented cerebral quarterback to get have good fantasy points in that offense, uh, or even have great weapons. I don't think it's totally necessary. So I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that it works out. Uh, hopeful. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I still have two guys that I would take before him. I'm figuring out which one I want to go with here. Our offensive coordinator is a big, big uh, analytics guy. He worked for PFF. Mm. I so hope he wasn't saying. part of putting together the PFF graphics. <laughs> no, I think it was well before that. <laughs> um, all right, let's have some fun. I'll go Drake May. I think oh, this is his wow. territory wow. here. Um, okay. I think that there's more risk with Drake May than Caleb Williams. That's why he has fallen this much further. Um, he's in a new situation with a new offensive coordinator. He lost Josh, Josh Downs, and he wasn't as efficient as as um, as Caleb Williams was last year. And he didn't play his freshman year, right? So there's a smaller sample. It's not quite as convincing, uh, but the tools might be better. Like, let's be honest. Like he's six foot five, right? He's got an incredibly strong arm. Um. He rushes more and has significantly higher rushing market share than Caleb Williams did. I don't, I don't know if he's more athletic, but he is very athletic in his own right, and he's a good runner. Um, like the, the tools are incredible, right? And you read some guys who know what they're talking about. Um, Phil Steele had him as the quarterback one in, in the class um, over Caleb Williams. We saw Dane Brogler just put something out and he had, he had them as one, a one B he said, he said, it's a, like a debate among the NFL community right now. Like, like the, the, the people who are making these decisions, right? So like there is a ton of upside with him. It's just, there's a little bit more risk here. And again, if this is a Debbie league, you have to wait. That was kind of my, my thinking with Kyler versus him was Kyler. You also pretty much have to wait a year, but we're a little bit more confident that right when he gets back, he'll hit uh, as opposed to Drake may we have to wait a year and then everything needs to go in that year. And then he needs to actually be a good NFL quarterback. But um, the upside is, is so high. It, it's, I, it's 
I mean, if I had to liken him to a guy that we've taken already, it'd probably be Justin Herbert. Um, I think that's kind of the skills we're looking at in the NFL. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, no, I think it's fair. That's the upside, right? That's the upside play. Um, I think I take one more quarterback before him. I don't think it's one that you even probably considered much before him, but um, he he could be the one on one. He could be the first overall pick ahead of Caleb Williams if Drake May steps up his game more. I still think there's a lot of small things that he didn't do well that the arm and size are hiding, but we, I feel like we're going to say this 5 million times. Like Anthony Richardson went top five. So, you know, this guy can, or this guy can, but like Drake Bay legitimately is big athletic and has a strong arm and has production to match. So it, it definitely could happen. And this is about in the range where yeah, he should go. But I, yeah, I, I was, pers- I, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I was actually considering him when I took Anthony Richardson, but my thought process there was like, I think he's a better prospect, but we're also a year away, and Anthony Richardson has the draft capital already. There's just a little bit more security there. So then I assume you think he's a better prospect than Young and Stroud. For fantasy purposes, to be clear. For fantasy purposes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Drake Bay had like 20 to 30% rushing market share this year. Like it, his, it's not going to translate to that extent in the NFL. A lot of it was system based. We saw Sam Howell do the same thing, but like that is meaningful uh, to some extent. To to some meaningful extent. Yeah. Yep. It's a it's a good thought. I think a lot of people would agree. Probably a lot of people would take him higher, and you can make that argument. I think it could work out. I personally, at 204, I would take Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, over Drake May. The upside isn't as big, and everyone's worried about the concussions and Tua's injury history. But like, that offense is straight fire. <laughs> like, if Tua's healthy, you have Jalen Waddle, you have, uh, you know, Tyree Kill. Um, th- this is a team that is going to throw the ball a ton. They don't have a ton in the running back room. Like, it's just going to be getting easy points on screens and short passes and going long sometimes. It's a great offense. Like, all two has to do is stay healthy. And I think if we discount injury a little bit, uh, this could be an absolute steal. Yeah, I mean, the situation's like the best in the league. Coach, wide receivers. Um, I just I, – I'm not convinced about the talent. As a lefty, I hate – watching lefty quarterbacks play. It doesn't matter to the stats, but it just I watch him play and I'm like this dude doesn't know how to throw football. I don't know. But no. I think he's I, top I, 5 uh, both hot take. I think he's a top 5 fantasy quarterback this year. I think we're talking like 40 touchdown passes. It could happen. That that's a very reasonable outcome. Um that being said, I would still take Deshaun Watson over him in dynasty. I think Deshaun Watson's just better. Well, I think he's likely just better. Now, he didn't do that last year. He didn't do that the year before when he was being a terrible person. But when he was in Houston, he was just inarguably really, really good uh, and even better for fantasy. Like, his efficiency numbers in a, a putrid offense were were incredible in Houston. Um, some of the upside he showed on, like, a points-per-game basis from season to season was super high. I think he gets back to that. I think the larger sample of what he did in Houston is more valuable than his first year back after like two years off. 
in a new offense um, with not great weapons. I, I think in year two, he kind of returns to this form. At least that's kind of what I'm batting on with, with taking him here because he's kind of similar to Kyler. Like he's the type of guy where if he, if he returns to previous form, like he's, he's a seasonal top five quarterback. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I think it's a very risk reward with Watson. Cause I do think there's a lot of, I think he could just suck now. Like I think it's a, uh, an outcome that could be true having that much time off from football and maybe it's a little bit bias or history, but like the Cleveland Browns, man, so many years, I just never drafted a Cleveland Brown and it, it worked out for me really, really well in dynasty for, for day, for 15 years. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, uh, amendment to last year's show, despite what you just said, like, like, don't not draft a Lions running back because a Lions running back hasn't right. had a thousand yards in twenty years. Like, what a running back twenty did twenty years ago doesn't matter just because they were also wearing a Lions jersey. So, like, side tangent, like it worked for the Browns, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really buy that argument as a whole. No, and look, it's not a reasonable argument, <laughs> but, 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 um, you know, but I, I, th- I think it actually would be a, an interesting deeper conversation about like ownerships and does that influence fantasy? I think it would be an interesting show actually, maybe not for us, but for someone, I think it could be cool to talk about like, does that have an impact? But uh, yeah, I, I have a, I like, I have more fear with Watson than Tua in terms of, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen with their game. I think that's fair, but I think there's more reward too. I think that's kind of the balance there. That's fair. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go a little quicker here at the two of six. I'm going to take Daniel Jones here. You know, I don't know how much longer we get out of him. You know, they sign a decent, little decent contract, but could get out after a year. But just the rushing and fantasy production is really good. And I think Daniel Jones is another one of those quarterbacks that if the Giants let him go, he's going to start somewhere else. Like someone's going to sign him. He's going to start and probably be good for fantasy for the next four or five years at the very least. Um, I don't love him as a quarterback, but I think as a fantasy quarterback, I like him more than the guys after him. Certainly. Yeah. I was going Jones with certainty there. Very. uh, He's like in the tier of his own after the good quarterbacks. Um, What are we at here? Is it two Oh seven? Yep. We are at the two Oh seven. I have no idea. 207. I'll tell you what. Give me give me Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a hot Ooh. take. I think this is pretty early for Aaron Rodgers, but he's the last of these guys that I think is actually like actually good. Um and he did a really good job like kind of adding sneaky rushing production early in his career and put, I mean he was a top 5 quarterback his whole career up until last year. Um, so I think a, a resurgence is very much possible in New York. It's possible, man. Thirty-nine and like the, he could be one and done. That, that's just that's too yeah. much for me. That's yeah, too much for me. But that's fair. Uh, I, I'm I'm torn between two quarterbacks that are a decade apart in age. <laughs> um. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Kenny Pickett 
quarterback for the Steelers here at the 208. Um, I I think the upside is capped, but I think he's more talented than Mac Jones. Uh, was a pretty accurate deep ball passer last season, and I don't think the Steelers are going to leave Kenny Pickett bereft of of talent. You know, they're going to keep drafting receivers. They keep drafting offensive linemen. They are going to run the ball a lot. Uh, but I do think Kenny Pickett has a little more rushing upside than people give him credit for and showed that last year. So I'm going to take Pickett here, uh, despite like my head telling me not to do it. Mm, yeah, that felt gross, but not necessarily wrong. Um, geez, I don't know. Give me, uh, give me Russ. Give me Russell Wilson. Um, kind of same exact thing I said with Deshaun Watson, where like I'm just hoping this past year was an anomaly and his history is is the truth. Um, I think there's upside with him if that can kind of click. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett was uh, Urban Meyer uh, and just competence in the coaching staff is all that matters to kind of bring him back. Let's hope. It was bad. It was real bad. It was really bad. Like, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would have gone worse. Uh, All right, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins here at the 210. Uh. He has Justin Jefferson. My one fear is they they move on from him after this season. But similarly, I mean, he'll be 35, but I still think a team signs Kirk Cousins and starts Kirk Cousins, right? So this feels like the right point to take him. Yeah, I I thought about him last pick. Yeah, he's going to be a starter for a little while still. He's got a game that ages well. Um, give me Jared Goff then. Next pick. What is this? Two hundred nine. Two eleven. Oh, this is my last pick. Okay, I'll leave you who I think you're going to go with at two twelve. Oh, I I don't think you know who I'm going with at two twelve. Oh, all right then. I might pivot. Yeah. No, I'll 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 stay. Uh, I'll stay. Jared Goff. We kind of we we had a conversation in the second podcast, and I made the point that like. I think Jared Goff is the type of quarterback that starts another 10 years in this league because his game does his game age as well. He doesn't need to be young on young legs. Like he'll, if anything, he's just going to get better mentally. And I think the situation in Detroit is great right now. Like Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameson Williams is coming back soon. Jameer Gibbs is a huge addition in the passing offense. That offensive line is, is so good, which is huge for Jared Goff. Um, so I think you get production now and you get like long-term assurances. I, I think it's a good pick. Uh, I do think he's going to last a lot longer than people think. Like, Hendon Hooker's not going to take his job. You know, it's just mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. So, um, so I think it's crazy. And we're obviously a Debbie show, but there's not going to be another. We took two Debbie quarterbacks in the top 24. And I, I think I think it's that's it. Like, mm-hmm. next on my Debbie rankings is Malachi Nelson, the incoming freshman at USC. You can't, I mean, you can't take an incoming freshman who's not just like absolutely. I don't, I don't think Malachi Nelson is the, the second coming of Trevor Lawrence, right? Like that kind of play, that kind of recruiter prospect. I can't do it. I don't know. Are there any other Debbies you've considered in this draft? I'm going to be honest. I was only thinking 2024 class. Uh, I think Drew Lahr is my next quarterback, but. I would consider him like right around now, not any earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're getting there, but uh, not too much. So my 212 pick, 
another another hot take. I think this quarterback is going to be a top twelve quarterback this season in fantasy. This Jordan Love quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Is that who you thought that's, I would take? That's who I was talking about. That's who All I was right, hoping you'd go. go with. There you go. Yeah, uh, I I actually really like what we saw from Jordan Love last year. Small sample, so who knows? He could come out and stink. But I, I thought he was. He didn't miss a beat when he came in the game. He's had he's had so much experience, and I do like the weapons there in Green Bay. They're still going to run the ball a lot. Great, but I, I think he's going to do really well. I think Jordan Love's criminally underrated. So uh, second round, 201, Kyler Murray, 202, C.J. Stroud, 203, Drake May, 204, Tua Tagovailoa, 205, Deshaun Watson, 206, Daniel Jones, 207, Aaron Rodgers, 208, Kenny Pickett, 209, Russell Wilson, 210, Kirk Cousins, 211, Jared Goff, and 212, Jordan Love. There we go. There's the draft. Any final thoughts, Nelly? Um, we hit the point after Daniel Jones when every pick felt gross. Daniel Jones kind of felt gross. Get to quarterbacks early. Like, everything you can. Like, that's my takeaway on a macro level is, like, get these top guys. And you kind of see where they go. Like, if you can move a, a, a pick in a startup – third round for a top Debbie pick and you can get a Drake May, you know, it's worth doing. Might not happen every day. It depends how experienced people are, but it can be worth a shot. Uh, so his, the history minute today, we're going to go back to 1485, the battle of Bosworth in Leicester, England. Uh, King Richard III died in this battle and was buried at uh, Greyfriars Church that ended the War of the Roses. Um, and when uh, Henry VIII became the king and he became Protestant, people know that story, uh, he actually had Greyfriars Church completely destroyed. It was a Catholic church, destroyed, it was gone. So a lot of people thought yeah, King Richard III, his bones were thrown in the river or like gone. No one knew, you know, it, it was gone. Uh, so in the early 2000s, there started to be this movement of like, we need to find King Richard III's bones. We need to find his remains. And they got Leicester to, to pay for a lot of things and start to excavate things. And they finally found him in 2012 uh, under a parking lot, uh, under a car park in Leicester, England. They tore up a parking lot and they found his bones. They sent them for DNA. It was authenticated. It was him. And um, they had a proper, you know, king's burial for him. And finding his book, there's a lot of things that were wrong. It recorded about how he looked. Uh, Shakespeare once wrote that he was looked like a spider. He had a hunchback and was like super weird looking and like wasn't true at all. So kind of interesting. But uh, you know, you know, you know, you could be king of England and still wind up buried under a park. <laughs> Maybe getting finding him was the curse that lifted. Uh, Leicester to the Leicester City to the Premier League Championship for all you soccer look, fans out there. Look, there, there it was, there it was. King Richard did it, man. Uh, you want you want to kick us off with buy sell on them? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I'll start with <laughs> my sell. Ready. I'll start with my sell. I think people probably expected to hear Quinn Ewers or maybe thought he was up close. I don't think he's close. I've talked about this at, at length. I'm sure at some point he's been my sell on this show before. But his value is still really high. He's kind of valued as the expected QB3 in next year's class. I think there's a chance he is. 
I think it's a low chance uh, as, as it is with every other potential QB three next year's class. He's just one of the other guys. Now he's not a premier prospect anymore uh, based on his, his, his time in college at this point. Uh, so I'm selling him because the, the price is still just high. Um, who am I buying? Who am I buying? I'll tell you what, Kane said a name on this lab po- last on the on the podcast that we just did. It was like one of the one of his best contributions to the show. Uh, Washington State running back. Jeez, I just blanked Nikia on his name. Watson. What's his name? Nikia Watson. He put up good numbers last year. That offense is good. I think that team is going to be sneaky good. Um, and here's the thing: if you put up like a hundred or a thousand plus yards and you put up 10 touchdowns and you put up receiving contributions in a power five offense, like that matters at least a little bit. Like that's a guy who at least gets a shot at the very worst. Right. So like this is, this is more of a C2C buy than a Debbie buy because he's going to produce for you on the college side, but like don't discount the fact that there might just be a little bit of NFL upside there. Not saying it's high at all. Like don't go out and spend up on him, but like take a flyer on him. Uh, my unknown, I'll tell you what, name I mentioned earlier, Drew Lahr, like, I think it, it's he's super exciting, right? Like, the tools are phenomenal with him. He's a good athlete. He's been kind of comped, like, as a as an archetype to Josh Allen um, in terms of just, like, the, the big body that can move around well with a strong arm. But I'll tell you what, like, Penn State offense isn't jumping off the page this year at, at, in the passing game, right? Like, they're going to be good on the ground, but – the wide receiver group is leaving a, a lot desired, and we still have seen so little from Jular that, like, while I have him as my Debbie QB three, like, I'm not rushing to acquire, right? Like, I think I would like to wait and see it from him a little bit. So, like, again, tools are there. That's why he's an unknown and not a sell because I, I think the uh, he's such a desirable prospect. But uh, pumping the brakes on knighting him, I guess. I think it's fair. I, I'm. I feel like you can go either way with Drew, Drew Lar. My buy is uh, Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is 29, but still underrated. Like Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins are going above him in startups. Like man, if if I could contend, I would trade one of them for Derrick Henry and just ride out his career. Like just ride it out. He's a guy that could last a while with that kind of uh, talent and size. My sell, I feel I feel like we've continuously had as a sell, but uh, his his Devi like ADP keeps creeping up. That's Luther Burden, the receiver from Missouri. Um, I'd rather have some of the guys that Nelly likes. I really don't even like that much. Barry and Brown, Tet McMillan. I, I I'm in a Devi draft right now where he went well ahead of both of those players, and I think it's a mistake. And my unknown is uh, Noah Rogers, freshman receiver for Ohio State. You see Carnell Tate rightfully go high. You see Brennan Innes rightfully go high in Debbie drafts. But like Noah Rogers is kind of the forgotten receiver and could be worth a shot. I mean, the last time we had this happen was Julian Fleming was the like clear number one, kind of where Brennan Innes is in terms of ranking. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who ended up being the right choice, you know, was, was kind of the guy that was showing up like Carnell Tate is, but not ranked as highly. And then G. Scott was the third guy end up having to move to tight end. Um, so that's maybe that's not great for Noah Rogers, but I think uh Rogers is a guy you could take a, a late dart throw on, maybe has somewhere upside to to NS even. 
I like Donna right. Rogers. That's a good call. All right. Uh, that's it. That's the show. So thanks for being with us. Hopefully, Ken will be back next week. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> promises. No promises. No promises. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the next week brings. But uh, if you enjoy the show, join the Discord. It's free. If you do like what we do, you can get our full rankings. You can get a second podcast every week for it's twenty five dollars for the entire year. So you're paying like two bucks a month. Um, and uh, you can get that information. Just hit one of us up or go in the Discord and give that to you. But until next time, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you 